Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. In this episode of the Catalyst Podcast, you are going to meet Claire Cooper Bodke. And with over a decade of specialized experience in the private medical sector, Claire has proven expertise in patient acquisition, healthcare marketing, and technology, which are the pillars of Medicava, her company. She navigated her way from supportive and sales roles to being an integral part of executive teams for some of most widely regarded organizations in private and functional medicine. Claire has carved out her own path as this field in a best-in-class consultant role, and she's an authority in practice implementation. It was through her work as a medical technology sales manager that Claire saw the need to offer her clients a personalized solution to their common needs. Instead of using this as an opportunity to sell more products, she understood that they didn't need one system. They needed someone to tie all their systems together in a way that makes sense for them. Her ability to understand new technology allows her to be agile in the customization and implementation of various medical software, each with a unique practice model. As co-founder and principal of Medicava, Claire has been featured on syndicated podcasts discussing her work as well as actively marketing on behalf of her clients. Enjoy my interview with Claire cooper Podkey. I am so excited to talk to you, Claire. You are the human Zapier, um, if I ever knew one. Somebody who's like a tinker toy. I feel like I've known you forever, and I know it's maybe been five years, but you've been all across helping practitioners tie in tech and really get this integration process going for innovating healthcare, which is why I thought of you as my next guest for this podcast. Thank you for coming, Claire. Why don't you tell us all about yourself? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, we met each other probably about five years ago through one of our tech companies, and it's just been such a roller coaster since then. I think one of the things I love about being in this space is that it is growing so much now. We have so many more pieces of tech at our fingertips. We have so many more people that are in understanding the root cause approach, right? Which makes our job a lot easier. We don't have to educate people as much. Well, we still have to, but not as much as we did before. Um, and we get to leverage something called automation, which you guys have probably heard people say all the time, but really it just means get somebody else or something else to do the work for you so that you don't have to do it 10 times a day. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. If we could, if we could just eliminate that, then you can be the healers that you are meant to be and focus on the patients and not have to worry about all the noise in the background. Um, I, I, I guess, I, yeah, I think what I love most about my job is that I get to be creative like you. And I get to think about things and take different pieces of technology and understand how they're working. Um, and I've, I've done that. I think that's one of the things that people love about me is I've sat there. I've been through all the trainings. I'm a super user of probably eight different EMRs, 25 different pieces of tech. So you don't need to go through all those videos and step-by-steps and trainings and 
just to figure out how to set up a template, right? That's not a good use of your time as a practitioner. Um, that is, yeah. oh, that is so worth everything because we get excited as practitioners do when we're creative and we finally are holding the paintbrush and we have a blank canvas to paint our work-life masterpiece. And then suddenly we can become paralyzed, you know, thinking, okay, I don't even know what a CRM is or what is an autoresponder? What is all this new glossary and language can be very overwhelming. Um, but as you and I've talked, I love a challenge. So I've gamified it and I kind of love tech. I like learning about it, but not everybody is as warped as I am. And you know what? But a lot of them want to just have it done for them. And that's what I love about what you do. In fact, wasn't that one of your catalyst moments when you were like, aha, tell me more about that. Yeah. So I guess it's just that old tale of like, you don't have to be everything to everyone, but you need to be something to someone. Right. And I was hearing in these implementation calls, because I was implementing this one piece of tech every day. And at the end of it, they would go, that's great. And thank you so much for the training. But isn't there just one thing that does everything? I'm like, I wish if there was, I wouldn't have the job I have now. And it probably would make for the practitioners a much easier life. But I just, I started getting frustrated because I don't know who said that practitioners have to be the judge, jury, executioner, and wear all the hats and do all the things when there's really no other business model that makes them do that. I mean, you could be a solopreneur, but you're still outsourcing your web and your tech and your, you know, your legal and your accounting. But somehow in this practitioner world, you all were forced to go to every marketing thing and every piece of tech and you had to show up and you had to be the number one resource for your entire practice and then heal people. Oh right? my gosh. Let's pause. You just said <laughs> yeah. something huge. So you are uncovering what I see is the root cause of burnout in a functional and integrative practice. So here I'm mentoring practitioners that come from a conventional side, many of them, and they're burned out and they're excited to launch their own dream practice. They're doing things, but then they get overwhelmed thinking they have to do everything and they're equally as burned out. And the sooner we outsource, the sooner we realize, okay, I know just enough on this one tech to be able to communicate what I need and write an SOP or explain what I need from somebody. That's where you come in. That's where we see practitioners stay away from burnout and actually love what they do because they're able to magically create this, you know, symphony of tech that works together and you're basically saving them from burnout. I I do. I mean, I would like to say that I I help people. That's that's one of the th reasons I got into this was I love practitioners, but I love patients. I myself am not a practitioner. I don't play one on television. I don't understand the Krebs cycle. That's not a passion of mine. What I do, though, is help those practitioners who want to do those things and want to be healers get rid of all of that stuff that they're not passionate about doing. And so if that means taking an entire practice, right? So when I sit down with somebody, I will do what's called a gap analysis. And I'm going to sit down and say, what do you have and what do you need? And it's a full tech audit. Everything from how do you answer your phones? How do you answer emails? What electronic medical record are you using? We just said it. What CRM? Another just word for contact relationship management, right? How are you tracking people through the journey of this process? Because what I've noticed more times than not is people say, oh, I'm not growing or I'm not getting the leads or I'm spending all this money in marketing, 
And I'm going, okay, so who's answering your phones? Who's following up with those leads? Who's closing that sale? And it's not a, it shouldn't be from the practitioner. And I think you and I have talked about this. There is a very certain specific personality type that lends very well to that. That's their home. That's what they, they live in there. They can navigate how to recommend, right? A clinical protocol and maybe quote, upsell a little bit of some other services, right? That feels good to them. But to the vast majority of practitioners, it feels salesy and it comes across disingenuous. And those practitioners then are swallowing sales stuff all over the place. They're losing patient experience. They have zero retention on the back end. They have no health outcomes and the practice is struggling. Bingo, right there. And then we get that self-fulfilling prophecy of, oh, I just can't do it because you're not seeing the outcomes that you're not capturing. You're not asking for the testimonies. You're not going through all those cycles of a healthy, you know, medical business, you know, from start to finish, like start being imagining your core values, imagining your ideal patient, imagining that journey. And then all the way through to parading those outcomes. How are you parading what's been done and the celebrations? I mean, these are very, very important. And I love that you're creating this kind of locked tight dialed in sort of, you know, approach where you look at all those gaps. And I know you and I've talked about this, I'm sure that we can outline all the things we could just like we can with a patient. Here's all the ways that you can improve your health. Here's all the things I see we can do, all the tests. And yet each of us still have autonomy and we self-sabotage. So a patient may just self-sabotage their journey. And just like a practitioner can self-sabotage whether they can easily move through tech or want to integrate. So I love that you're you're creating this, this starting point with that gap analysis. Um, where do they go from there? So a lot of times practitioners will come to me having been through like a startup or somebody's helped them with their vision, right? Like you might've laid it out and they're in what we just talked about earlier, which is that analysis paralysis, right? It feels so overwhelming. They've got 25,000 things of steps to do, right? And so after we look at all the tech pieces, we either get rid of or add what's needed. And so I have found that there are sometimes, I'm not going to say this all the time, but there are sometimes where people build their tech suite, right? Their suite of services. And they haven't really thought about the journey yet. And so if you build it backwards, it's almost like building a house from the top to the bottom. I can't, I can go in and I have to do a lot of undoing most of the time. And so what I encourage people to do, and this is where you also encourage people, is to build out what does this look like from the very beginning to the very end? We call it, you know, contemplation to retention, whatever those words are that you want to use. There is a time when somebody has to find you, right? Hear about you, understand what you do. Then they have to onboard or engage into what it is that you are actually delivering. And then guess what? You have to deliver. And if you don't deliver, the experience is gone. They are not going to refer or evangelize you. And every single person listening to this podcast, if you get one nugget out of this entire thing, it's you grow by referrals. You Yes. Oh my gosh. Pause right there. Big gold. This everybody is so worried about paid advertising, paid marketing. How many times on Instagram should I post? How many, you know what? 
if you would center your effort on the process and the journey and start from the beginning, I can't tell you how many times practitioners get so excited and they're, oh, well, I've already thought about it. Let me start at step three. No, start at the beginning. Go back and revisit those values and the mission and the purpose and who you really love to serve, who lights you up, who isn't your ideal fit. You know, that's okay to say, I really don't serve that patient population very well, but I love this patient population. The more you get patients that go through your whole system and get better, then they refer similar patients. And you don't need to advertise. You don't have to spend all of this energy. And I love that you're centering on this. This is, yeah, think about, I tell you, yeah, think about, how much less money it costs to find the same person, right? Versus an entirely new person who's never heard of you. So when I tell people about referrals, they sort of think micro, right? So mom, dad, brother, sister. I'm telling you referrals of people that are like that person, shop where they shop, work out where they work out, live where they live drive what they drive. Like these are what we call psychographics of a human and their nature and how they buy. So like buying behaviors, those are all things that we, you all have at your fingertips. And if you're using pieces of tech correctly, you can really hone in and find that very specific subset of patient that you want to continue working with. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. I, I hate yeah. to interrupt again, but you're, you're, no, you're fine. all sorts of gold. There's actually an exercise I do in my catalyst mentorship called tea time with your target, you know? And so we get into this creative space, which it's funny because sometimes the practitioners are like, okay, this is a little strange, but it's true. You're in a creative space and you're imagining yourself. What would I, where would I shop? What would I be wearing? What am I drinking? What am I, what am, what kind of apps are on my phone? And like, you're putting yourself in your ideal patient's shoes. And that's how you create this world that somehow feels like it's reading their mind. You know, like, how did you know that I love all these things? I listen to Depeche Mode or whatever, you know, this is the stuff that's gold. Keep going, Claire, you're amazing. It is. It's one of those things. And people joke all the time. They go, I think my phone is listening because I click on something and then it shows up and I'm going, it is, it did. You clicked on something and you clicked a cookie, It's not your dessert. That cookie is a real piece of tech and it's not a carb. It's a, it's a trail. You guys know Hansel and Gretel. That's why they call them cookies because they are literally tracking your behavior from app to app, from swipe to swipe, from site to site. And while we think, oh, that's so great. That t-shirt is showing up again, or that couch is showing up again for me you can also show up for people in that same way. So I know we're kind of diving a little more into the marketing side of things, but it's really all encompassing around finding, like you said, the patient that you want to work with, the person who really um, gives you passion, gives you that, that feeling that I did this. Remember why you started medicine. There was a very specific reason why everyone listening to this podcast right now got into what they were doing. And that is something that either you may have lost sight of because you're tired or you're angry or you're burnt out or you're broke or you're frustrated or you're mad at the man. Like there's so many reasons right now to be in a space of um, frustration and I hear it and I hear it a lot. And I like to take people into a space of breathing right? Like they can finally breathe after we finish a tech analysis because they go, I didn't even know somebody like you existed. I didn't even know there was somebody who could take all of this stuff and make it talk 
so that the patient experience on the back end is seamless. They understand what's happening. They're completely educated. And an educated patient is a compliant patient. When they know what they're doing, they understand why you're telling them what to do. They're going to do it. They're like little Pied Pipers, right? So you put it in front of them. You show them the way. You deliver the way. They show up for you. And um, it's a really symbiotic, beautiful relationship when it works. I just don't want people to be afraid of tech anymore. I think people, yeah, they're afraid of it because they don't understand it. And that's okay. Like, it's okay for you not to understand it. But you also don't understand maybe, I don't know, how to change you know, parts of your car uh, yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, how to go to court as an attorney or yep. do your or accounting. Like even seventh grade math has changed. <laughs> My God. Um, but like, <laughs> that's the thing is like in our brains, fear is the same neurochemical as, as excitement. So turn it into excitement, turn it into, and that's what I encourage everybody to do is how can I make this exciting? If, if I can't learn just a little bit of it and gamify it, then find somebody who can tie it all together for you so that it does become exciting. And you can look at, Ooh, look at those metrics. I am getting more SEO or, and if you don't know what those terms are, that's okay too. Um, but like, this is about in healthcare, there are so many ways you can serve your patients and they're all going to have a shit sandwich you have to eat. Something is not going to be tasty. Whether you're in a conventional setting or you're an entrepreneur, there's always going to be some stuff that's uncomfortable. But the sooner you get comfortable with the uncomfortable, the more fun you have. And I love that you've designed your practice around that, Claire. You've really invited people to come in and just learn about how tech can make their lives a lot easier, especially when you reflected back on why did you go into medicine? Um, that's a very Simon Sinek. Why I love that anchoring it into the why is so mm-hmm. powerful. It's actually step one of my three-part burnout recipe of anchor, you know, anchor, remind yourself, what, what am I here for? And if you are so burned out, you can't even think about that right now, then what can you do today? What am I here for today? That's just anchor and ground yourself. And the next step is highlight, highlight ways you can change something in your day that points you more towards where you're going. And when you highlight those gaps, I'm sure that's so, I guess, enlightening for clients of yours to say, oh, wow, I didn't know that I had all these ways, you know. It's almost like I get the reasons why you all love those aha moments. As functional doctors, when you have a patient who goes, oh, shoot, I get it, right? When I have a practitioner on my on the line and they're going, oh, so you're saying if I have a welcome email with a video in it that explains my preferences, right, and why I want to have, be communicated in a certain way, then guess what? My patients show up like that. Oh, yes. Oh, I love this. This, Oh my gosh. You are speaking my language. And this (laughs) is the other thing is I think a lot of us, and maybe it's an age or demographic, I'm not sure, but a lot of us and rightly so we have worked hard to get our degrees. We've been in school for so long. Let's say we decide to leave an employment situation and we go out on our own and we're doing our own thing. It's not like the 1980s where you can hang up a shingle and people will find you. You can't go in the yellow book. You can't go in the white pages. And I think a lot of us have that mentality. It's a very antiquated, vintage mindset that we can just show up and why doesn't everybody want what I have? Come on. Mm-hmm. We have the curse of knowledge. We know that we offer a lot, but we're not. We're, we're kind of shocked when people aren't banging on our door. And that's the thing that we have to get over ourselves, number one. And number two, 
educate. And that's why education is marketing. I don't like the word marketing because people already feel like it's salesy. And I'm like, no, but when you educate, that is marketing. You're you're basically giving them something, which is yep. knowledge and understanding. I of tell why people they need all the time. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, just like, oh, no, that's it. Go, leader. go. Like yeah. be a thought leader. Like if you, people tell me, they're like, okay, Claire. And I get like, it's funny. Cause I'm not a marketing person, but you all, you get all the questions, right? When you're in this space, they want to ask you everything. So they'll be like, should I make a video? And I tell them, why are you making a video? Oh, well, I want to make a video to just tell people about this. Okay. Well, that's great. But it, you, I don't want you to just make videos because somebody told you to make 10 of them. I don't want you to be on Instagram live because you think that's what you're supposed to be doing. I don't want you to go pay for these ads that are going to push people to a phone number that no one is answering. Like if you haven't thought through this whole process, please stop dumping money into lead generation. It is a a bucket with a hole in the bottom that doesn't get you anywhere. Oh what? my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just feel like if, if I know we don't ever see the visual of this, but I feel like my face is hurting so much from smiling and I have to mute my mic because I'm clapping. That's how much I am just like <laughs> loving what you're saying because it is echoing everything. And it's a trust issue. I think people, and I do that too. Early on in, in my startup, I would scroll through social media and you know how that algorithm goes. They know your weakness. It's like they know by a millisecond, nanosecond, how long you look at something. And if you pause just a little bit, you bet you're going to see it again. And guess what? That really can mess you up because as somebody who might be in that early stage, you might be feeling like you have imposter syndrome. You might be feeling like everybody else has it figured out, but I don't. And then you're looking at all these things. So what do you do? You sign up for free webinars here. And this is the 10 million ways you can 10x your income, all these things that you get distracted. And I love how you go to the basics. Why do you want to make that content? Why do you want the one video? Why do you want to sign up for that when we can tell you how to simply make patients go through that journey? I love it. Yeah. You got to just keep it simple, stupid, Lara. I think that's (laughs) the number one thing that I've seen my practitioners get like almost tornado-like is all the flashies, all the I've made a million dollars. You can too. All the um, masterminds and expos and come sit here and come listen to this person and hear how they did it. Yes. That's, those are, those are great from an advice standpoint. And we're even here giving advice, right? Like this is what we do. We're consultants too. We give advice. We've been in practices. We know how they work. And I think I give people more times than not what not to do than what to do because Correct. I have seen and felt and experienced every drop of the shoe, every turnaround, every pivot, every time we've had to look at something and go, okay, that one didn't work. Let's try it again the other way. And so a lot of times when people get off a call with me, they'll go, that was great. You probably just saved me like a hundred grand in what not to do. Cause I was going to go down that route. Yes. Oh, Right there, Claire, that is huge. And I think that shows what great services you offer and what anybody should strive to do when they're looking to hire somebody, right? Whether it's another mentor, whether it's a a person like a consultant that can help you organize things, but that's really what you're paying for is the ability to not hemorrhage money later on because they're going to save you some time. It's a trusted source. And like I say all the time is when you pick your next mentor, it's really about 
investing in that trusted relationship that they're going to give you every advice that they've gotten and they learned. They've been there doing it long enough that they saw something fall flat and they saw something work well. And and I love that you're offering that as well because that's truly a trusted relationship. Nobody can pay their way into 10Xing their income. It doesn't happen like that. No, (laughs) no. Unless you're paying 10 X in dollars to get in front of people. That's the other thing. People don't understand how much money it costs to sell direct to consumer or to sell a service that people really haven't heard of. I mean, they have, but they haven't in that way. Um, Unless you are one of those big stars and influencers and all that stuff. So I think another thing that I will say too, um, just because I, a lot of times people get on these calls and they're like, what do you do? Cause I, I can't hear you do all these things. And you're like, yeah, you got great advice over here, but what do you actually do? I actually am a practice architect. I sit down with people and if they come to me with a vision or they come to me with things they've already purchased, we talk about what does that look like from beginning to end? And then we lay the right technology over top of those touch points. And then I will say, okay, you want to go do this on your own? Here you go. It's your little package with a pretty bow on it. Enjoy, have a nice day, you and your husband or your wife or whoever your um, office manager is, you guys go have fun and enjoy. Or they'll say, heck no, I am not doing that. I do not have the time. I have learned from people like Lara or from people who are smarter than me saying, what does that opportunity cost? How much money do you charge an hour for your services? And is it worth the eight to 10 to 20 hours that you're going to spend in implementing this technology? And if you decided that it is not worth your time, then that's where we come in. And we will literally click every single piece in. And that's, I love that you just said that I was a human Zapier because Zapier is a tool that I didn't have at one point in my arsenal of tools. And I was, I would find ways, I would call companies and say, do you have open API that I can pull and get oh my gosh, you were from. an you're basically you were an API knitter. That's what you were doing. <laughs> I would beg, I would beg um Natalie from Practice Better. I would say, please, like, can you do this? Can you put this in? So this would talk to this, and then you would start to see all those open integrations come in where they understood the value of opening up and talking to other pieces of tech. And so that's what I do. I'll um if you all have some of your tech where it says integrations right? That whole section and you're like, oh, it's so scary. I don't know what that means. Yes. That means talking. That means that those systems are going to talk so that in the long run, you're not duplicating effort. I can't tell you too, how many times people will come to me and say, so I've got my front desk entering them into the EMR, into the CRM, and then into the place where the payment system. No, ma'am. That is three times. That's not even duplicative. That's triplicate effort that you're spending on just one patient, one patient. And so if I can help you get all of that together, onboarding them, giving them their intake paperwork, getting them set up for success, getting them ready for that first visit for you so that they walk in empowered, educated, and ready, you get to deliver. Your time before the visit is even smaller. Your time during the visit should be quicker. And your post-visit should be like significantly smaller. And then you build something on the back end so that they have follow-up, right? So then that's automating your follow-up so that you don't yep. have to do it as much. Uh, you're also hopefully maybe selling your supplements or doing your other protocols and things to help their health journey and some ancillary revenue. And then just catch them up with them again, right? And you, yes. and you do it again. But 
that hasn't been thought through. And if that hasn't been thought through, then you're going to get people into that three-week mark or that six-week mark or that 12-week mark. And they're going to go, why am I paying you? Why mm -hmm. are you keep digging my card every month? Why did I pay you all this money? Mm -hmm. If I never talk to you, you never call me back. I don't hear from you. Um, it's the quickest way, like we said, to erode that experience. And that's the opposite yeah. of what we do. Well, so. and, and that is like the forefront of cutting edge medicine. I mean, that's what, you know, I educate in the catalyst mentorship is how to build this membership style practice, which was kind of unheard of people. Why would you want to pay a, a membership to get medical care? Well, the reason is you can tier it according to how sick or how much, you know, resources that patient needs. You can tier it according to diagnoses or labels. You can tier it however you want. And then you can have different levels of your time going into each tier. And so that way it kind of saves, you know, that you can educate more of the masses and the monthly membership is so magical because like you said, when patients are, are in it and they're invested, they know that you're there, there's follow-up, there's automations in place. Hey, how are you doing? I can see you at the next group visit or whatever you have in place, you're able to take care of them every step of the way instead of a package of a six month service. And then you don't see them for five months until month six. And they're like, Hey, I need to use four of my visits. And you're like, what, who are you? What? Huh? Yeah. Um, or so let's talk about how your health changes in like 30 days. Yes. And so they're coming That's back. Why, yeah. I will never, I will never. You did six months oh. ago and you're like, you're not even the same human yes. anymore. So I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally. I, I will never go back to packages. I had a brief stint there and I know why they don't work because you're in this in this power dynamic difference where somebody just dumped a ton of cash. So I felt like I had to really service them and it ended up if they really weren't invested in it, I can't force them to make changes. And then at month five, you know, when they were ready to be released, they're like, well, how come I didn't get better? And it's like, but I didn't see you, you know? <laughs> so, so speaking of creative, cool stuff too, Lara, I have um, some really neat things coming out of membership design. And I'm going to share it with people here on, because I think that they deserve to know, but Yay. I was just in um, a big conference out in the Terrania in California, followed very closely up by one in Boston. And at both events, it came up that people were offering either a health credit, right? Or a health deposit or a supplement credit to this membership, right? And so at the beginning, they would say, you know, it's um, $2,500 to join, and then it's $3.99 a month. That $2,500 can be used spread out across as your supplement credit. Or if you want to pay for your supplements the whole time, at the end of the 12 months, granted, you have done everything you're supposed to do and you've reached those health outcomes, I'm going to give it back to you. They are giving back. So they're almost like in, the person is not only investing in them in the practice. They're investing in themselves to deliver, right? And they found that that person stays, of course, till the end of the 12 months. They don't leave. They want their, you know, they want their money. So now they are doing all the things along the way because they get, it's almost like they have that, um, unfortunately, patients are kind of like this where they get to almost think they're going to stick it to the doctor, right? Do you know what I mean? Where they're oh, like, uh, to oh, be honest, I, I mean, say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I do everything you say and I don't get better, I'm still going to get my money back, right? And so then they do everything they say and then they get well because you're actually healing the body, right? Um, and it just it just becomes this very cool dynamic and they've had a lot of success in this creative ways of offering memberships that are instilling value, but also instilling um, some kind of personal 
piece, right? Like the person has to be personally invested. And if they're not, then it can be very episodic or it can feel very one-off. And I will encourage anyone to, if you are offering packages and you're feeling like people are kind of doing the, you know, singular rollover minutes, right? If we remember what those are and they're like coming in for four visits in the last two months and you haven't seen them. Yes. Please rewrite your package descriptions. You, You can't, you can't have somebody coming in at the end of a four month if you haven't seen them. All the work's going to be on you. You mm-hmm. have you're not going to be able to retest. They're going to get Amen. angry with you if you're going to charge them for more labs. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the body just doesn't work that way. The it body does not. It does not work. Yeah. You wouldn't go to a therapist and and say I will sign on for twelve months and then I'm going to show up in November at the end of my December contract <laughs> and I want to be healed. I want you to undo all my thought patterns and help me build habits. You just can't do that, you know. Yeah. And and our bodies take time, and so. I really encourage if you are listening and you are doing a package, really think about it's as simple as dividing that package cost into a monthly membership. It really is. That's how I got started. You can make it as simple or as complex as you want. And I love that idea, Claire. Is it is it kind of like old school apartments where like you put your deposit down and then you get uh-huh. it back at the end? Yeah. That's it's so- literally like a security deposit. But in the ones that I was hearing that have had the best um, outcomes, are the ones that are using it as a supplement credit because it allows the person to not feel like they have to purchase supplements, but that they are such an integral piece of their health protocol that they're a necessity, right? They really are a necessity to to really healing. And so they become part of it. And then it's like, they used it along the way. They didn't feel like they were getting dinged every month on top. Cause that's another customer piece to this that my practitioners get real prickly around which is membership. Okay. So I'm charging this membership fee. Do I include labs? Do I include this? Do I include that? And it's like, at some point you can't because every, every patient is so specific and their needs are so specific that someone might be overpaying and someone might be underpaying. So your, your membership has to cover your time. And also I wanted to say this, it's not just the time you're with the patient. (laughs) It's the time before is during and after however many hours that is that is your hourly rate times right we definitely undersell yep Mm -hmm. yes and and i think a lot of people think oh well you know it's a 90 minute visit so i'm going to charge x amount for 90 minutes right you forgot that you were there an hour beforehand researching their case and reviewing their intake an hour and a half with them and then probably another hour to an hour and a half after doing your note creating a protocol Mm-hmm. Right, all that stuff, researching yeah. the case, and so that's—I don't know what I just say—five hours, right? Yeah. And and it's on us to become more efficient, you know. And that's the other thing. That's kind of where I come in as a mentor. Is like there are tools and tech that can make us more efficient, make our visits much easier for the patient to digest. Also, giving patient uh, patients opportunity for education in between office visits that don't require yes. your time. Um, this is a, it's like being enrolled in a university course. I tell patients, this is not like a doctor's visit. It's part of your homework. You're going to have these things to look at. And then next time we see each other, it'll be, we can start at stage three instead of, you know, step one. Um, and I love that you're, you're bringing this full circle that a membership style can be all about different value points that you put in there that aren't really your one-on-one time. Because let's be honest, uh, we've got a lot of stuff that we learn. And 
And it's the most effective practitioner are the ones that can apply their knowledge to patients, not the ones that keep getting more certifications and going to more conferences and getting more credentials. It's how effectively can you apply what you have and make this path seamless for your patient. And that's exactly what you do. And Which I is love why I love referring yeah. people to your, your, um, your online courses, like the brain, the right brain mm-hmm. rescue. Cause I, I will have, I'm just like, go in, get two infographics that speak to you. And then use that to help your patient understand something. Immediately they see a change in the patient. Because now, like I said, the patient is bought in. It's the why. It's the why. If they get it, they're like, oh, so all those things that you're telling me in my environment is actually affecting me. You could have said it 50 times, but the minute they see a visual, now they're getting it. And so I will say, use those visuals, use those ways to help, like you say, gamify or, um, make it more interactive, make it yeah. something that you can actually do. I also have a lot of people coming to me and say, Oh, tech is awesome. And it's great and cool. And I love courses. Why? How should I build a course? And it's like, again, why are you building the course? What is the course for? I have people who have seen more success in building intro to functional medicine, right? That like, what are you about to go through over the next 12 months and why? Yes. And that's been they're like bread and butter and it's free and they're not absolutely they're not charging money for it it's just part of their onboarding process yes oh my gosh and then somebody comes in and they get it like yeah yes yes oh my gosh we get I feel like we're gonna have to have another podcast session (laughs) together because I think we have a lot to talk about but you're right like one of the first courses I ever did was something that just eased my day-to-day things I didn't set out to do a course on gut healing. It was like, what can I do that I say a lot every day, all week long? And it was the introduction to my office. Like, here is what this is about. Here's what my top five ways that people might need to see their regular doctor first. Do you have sleep apnea? Do you have other ways that, you know, it's going to sabotage what I try to do. And that, like you said, that is so helpful because it really aligns that new person into your world saying, oh, is this what I need to expect? You know? Yeah. It's really, okay. Well, I so, know we don't have much time. And I'm I know I want with like, <laughs> I hate no. when people have to listen to something and they're like, she didn't give me anything. So here, I'm going to give you like the Perfect. one thing that, that helps. Okay. Do it. If you're starting from scratch or you're even want to re- redo something, your website is the number one place. Obviously we want to start, right? So get a good website. It doesn't matter if you use WordPress, Wix, Weebly, Square. I am not going to say one is better than the other. In the long run, eventually, yes, WordPress is better, right? But just starting out today, get yourself a site. Make sure that on that website, you have a way for people to schedule time with you. I don't care how it is. I do care in a sense because Don't go buy another piece of tech if the system you're already using has its own built-in scheduling system, right? For example, Wix has Wix Calendar. Don't go buy Calendly if the system already has it built in. Next, have a risk assessment or readiness assessment on there for people to be able to self-select where they are in this process, okay? And then finally, have some sort of lead magnet. You probably hear that from every single person and it is the only thing for marketing that I actually truly believe in because when people go onto your site, they're not ready. They're kicking tires. They're trying to figure something out. They've been sent there by a friend or family member. They're not really sure. So yes, you can buy lead magnets. You can make your own, but have it something fun and have it in lots of different places for people to yes. get their get. And then on there, don't just get email address. Please get phone number. 
Nobody answers their email anymore. Nobody likes to look at email anymore. They're deleting things out of email. Yes, they will probably think you're spam when you're calling, but once they understand who you are, they will then put your name in their phone. But you need to follow up with people via phone. So website to scheduling time with you to a readiness assessment and a lead magnet. Then from there, obviously it just goes out and branches out into different places. But if you can just do those four things and you can cultivate relationships with people and you can use tech in the right way, it will not be scary. And if at any time you get scared and you don't want to do it anymore, there are people like us that can help you. Um, and I encourage you to call me because it's, oh, yeah, it's what Claire, we do every day. Oh my gosh. I just have to say what you did and delivered right there was gold. It's much like, imagine a, an experience shopping at a high-end store. You walk in and we've all had this experience, very Julia Roberts, pretty woman-ish where they're like, uh, can I help you? And you're like, I don't even know what I need right now. And everything costs way too much. But imagine if they looked at you and said, hey, here is a diagram of the store and these outfits would look fantastic on you. Specifically. Then I might go, well, I might take this little downloadable guide and I might come back tomorrow. And guess what? I probably would. And that's what we're doing with our website. And what you just said was gold. And so Claire, in the last like three minutes, please tell us uh, where can we find you? Um, what's your website? Deliver. Sure. Absolutely. So um, you can always call my number, which is 302-468-6334. Or you can visit me at medicava.com and that's medi m-e-d-i-c-a-v-a.com and you can always email me too at info at medicava.com we encourage you to go on book some time with us promise it's worth it even just to kick some tires or ask yes. questions but um but yeah I look forward to speaking with you guys and help in any way I can. Let's, let's move this movement as let's much as we possibly this. can. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are doing and I'm gonna a meet lot. You all in DC so we can lobby, right? <laughs> yes, girl. Oh my goodness. You are really changing the practice of medicine. Um, in your, in your own small catalytic way, you're having huge impact and it is, it's because you're, you're coloring outside the lines really, and doing things differently and offering practitioners such great service. So thank you for being on the podcast, Claire. You're so welcome. Thanks guys. And for all our listeners, like and subscribe and share this episode to somebody you know who could use it and keep coloring outside the lines. Till next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Catalyst Podcast. As a survivor of burnout, it's my mission to help health practitioners design a work life that is unique, joyful, and anti-burnout by applying the neuroscience of creative flow in their daily life. Remember, if you're a holistic or integrative practitioner running your own clinic, let me make yours unique and creative with customizable functional medicine infographics. With two subscription platforms to choose from, you'll have immediate access to over 56 infographics covering topics from mitochondria to gut to hormones to toxins. Premium subscribers get full editing capabilities, so you can add your own logo, change the text, fonts, etc. This is perfect for patient handouts, PowerPoints, social media, and business flyers. There are other added perks too, like discounts off of my DIY classes, a free copy of my memoir, complimentary mentoring session with me, and monthly email from inside my Catalyst studio with content that I only share with my mentees. Find me at drlarasalier.com or rightbrainrescue.com. And thanks again for listening.